Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean, here along with Les Bowen. Howdy hi. Paul Domowich. Hello all. And we are sponsored by Inquire.com. <laughs> you can purchase Inquire.com at Inquire.com. Uh, please also subscribe to our Early Birds newsletter, but you can read all our stuff, all our Eagles story, uh, again, at Inquire.com slash Eagles. If you're a big corporation that wants to sponsor this broadcast, this podcast, uh, I think we can squeeze you in. Absolutely. I yes, would love that. That's right. We're okay with that. All right, we haven't been on in a while. We had some little technical uh, difficulties, internal technical difficulties that we've had to um, adjust to, but uh, we're back. And well, Dama was holding out for more money was really what it was. <laughs> but I, we talked to Drew Rosenhaus and uh, got Damo satisfied, and now we're back. All right. Um, so we haven't really talked about the team, obviously, after the first game. And let's do a little bit of that before we get to the Falcons. And let's start with the good. Okay. Carson and Deshaun. Carson was preseason means nothing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he I mean you can pick 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 the area and he excelled. Third down, uh out of the pocket, uh deep balls. I mean, it was it was a pretty impressive performance. Yeah, the first quarter he was a little uh you could tell he was sort of not used to, to getting rushed and and trying to pick out reads, he was checking down a little bit. But after that, it was uh, tremendous. And the, sec- the second half was outstanding, uh, as, as well as he's ever played, I, I, I would say. Uh, I really liked the way that he threw on the move uh, for some, a, a touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey and a really important uh, conversion uh, to, uh, to Zach Ertz. Uh, yeah, I was, I was astounded. Uh, the Deshaun thing, I kind of expected Deshaun. Deshaun has a history of, A, playing well against teams he used to play for, and B, <laughs> playing well in openers. So uh, I think he's healthy, and he's really, uh, you know, really motivated right now, and that's a good place. Uh, when you have a Deshaun Jackson who's in those two uh, modes, I think you've got quite a weapon. Absolutely. Carson was 12 of 13 for 197 yards and three touchdowns on third down. Three uh, sneaks. Conversions on yes. short yardage plays, um, less, as sneak. you wrote about today, less. Uh, you know, it's a good sign because it shows that the Eagles are in those types of situations, um, but also because the offensive line is doing its right. job. I thought the offensive line did a great job. Uh, yeah. The only really kind of negative was Holly Pulley Vati Vaitai, and that was yes. when Brandon Brooks one left series. the game. One series, the guy's in, and he takes two holding penalties, yeah. and he got blown up early <laughs> yeah. on one play too. Yeah. Um, Brooks, though, said that he should be full go. Right. Yes, he was on a pitch count in the opener. I think they wanted. He said they wanted him to play 30 snaps. He ended up playing about 55 and looked good. Sure so, did. I mean, one of the major concerns of the off season has just been kind of w- w- absolved. I mean, wiped mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. Uh, with Brandon Brooks going out there and, p- and performing well, and Jason uh, Peters looked very good. I'd like. I want to see Brooks's uh, that that Achilles needs to hold up for a while yeah. before you before you can probably say it's kind of like uh, when a cancer goes into remission you, you know you, you want to wait a while before well the thing that ha- I think you know that you also look for there is uh, it's a, a god forbid but a lot of guys tear the other, the other one. one yeah mm-hmm. the um, offense is going to be good I mean this this team I think is going to average close to 30 points a game and I think it's you know and it might need to and it, and it might need to which <laughs> is which is a, a, we'll get to that in a second 
Um, but like Nelson Aguilar, for instance, didn't really have a, a big game, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But my point being is like at any moment he could pop right. one off. And yeah. I mean, they just have so right. many guys that they can go to, uh, which brings us to the, the running backs. And we saw them, uh, to no surprise, do a by committee approach. We know, we know that's going to be Doug's M.O., uh, in, in the run game, but Darren Sproles, uh, the usage of him was a little bit of a, su- a surprise. I thought he played well. I don't know if that if you can s- sustain that over yeah. the, the course of a, of a season. We've seen him get hurt, and you wonder yeah. why you – a guy you want to be available to you in December and January, why are you going to have – I don't so think that's going to be a consistent thing. Uh, week to week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, it's very possible this week he has two touches beyond punt returns. Yeah. I think it just kind of – you know, it depends on what they're looking at defensively. Um, there was there was a lot of outside zone runs, yeah. and I think that Sproles certainly has been uh, good in in those types mm-hmm. of, of schemes. I just feel like yeah. if you're going with those runs, Miles Sanders is going to be it's yeah. going to be yeah. a guy. Yeah. Well, I Doug loves Sproles. Doug trusts Sproles yes. uh, on the blitz pickup and all the other stuff that a running back has to do. I think as the season goes on, at the very least. We'll see him develop trust in the other backs, both of whom looked had wonderful moments uh, yeah. last Sunday. And Sproles will probably just naturally, even if he doesn't suffer a serious injury, he's going to get a little nicked up and worn down, and, and they're going to have to move off of that. But it'll be interesting to see what the deal is in Atlanta. It, that's what Doug said was that they – you know, they have different plays for these different guys, and it just seemed that the Pro- Sproles plays were working. I want to see if he's ready to, you know, drop that security blanket this week and, and put Miles out there a little more and Jordan Howard out there a little Absolutely, more. Absolutely, yeah. Sanders, I, I mean, it was impressive to watch him in pass protection. Three, he picked uh, up three blitzes. Yeah, I mean, that is always the concern with a rookie running back, especially one that was a star in college and didn't do much blocking. Uh, he didn't do much of anything because he didn't play until his last year there. But uh, you know, he looked that that looked like a, an area that's not going to be a concern. So, no, yeah. not at all. I mean, if he didn't have that touchdown, twenty-one yard touchdown, brought back by JJ yeah. Arcega, uh, Whiteside hold, his day looks a little yeah, little bit right. better. Mm-hmm. The numbers weren't great, but uh, you really saw the explosion on that nineteen-yard run down mm-hmm. to the two-yard yeah. line. And then there's another play where he just kind of little little shivy on the outside and, and picked up eight yards, which I don't think any other running backs yeah. can do at this point. Right. So Sanders is – you're going to see Sanders get better and better. And and while, you know, we're talking about how much they used Sanders, I mean, I mean, how much they used Sproles, Sanders played 37 snaps, I believe, which which is – which most. was 14 more than Darren. Yeah. Had 11 carries. It's just that they got overshadowed because, like you said, that – the, the the invisible hold on the uh, touchdown kind of negated his numbers, and so that's why we're talking more about Sproles. I guess we thought there maybe be a little more Howard because, or yeah. at least watching him out there, you're like, wow, this guy looks. I mean, he can get you tough yards. It's really a nice complementary backfield they have mm-hmm. uh, with Howard and, and Sanders. It could be really good, um, especially if the the passing offense is mm-hmm. as good as it was in the first week. We do have to mention, obviously, the defense yeah. though. Um, really rocky in the first half, uh, better in the second half, although I think most of the turnaround can be attributed to the, what the offense did. Yeah, they, the other team didn't have the ball. Right. <laughs> um, there, there's been a lot of hand-wringing over the defensive pressure. And while they didn't get many sacks, I think they had just one, and they only had seven quarterback hits, which is 
not great. Usually, when I think double digit net numbers, especially when the quarterback is dropping back forty six times. I in watching the film and doing a story about it, I didn't think it was that bad. That being said, it's got to get better because yeah. I really worry about. I think Barnett's gonna be fine. Although you worry now about the shoulder, he was limited to practice. Yeah, that that's yeah. I noticed that as well and kind of wondered why he would be limited. You know, uh, after one week, is this that gonna be something? Is this yeah. gonna be something? They're just gonna have to be very careful over the course oh, of the boy. year. He's a pretty young guy to have a chronic injury. Uh, yeah. We've got to kind of look yeah. into that a little bit when we get a chance. But uh, yeah, the, without spoiling what we're gonna say later about the this game this week, uh, that's really the question. If you could tell me the Eagles' defense is gonna look better than it looked in the opener, I would say, well, the Eagles will win this week. But I don't. That was bad. I mean, that was really bad. They, there were guys running free all over the place. They weren't getting home. Even when they blitzed, they weren't getting home uh, with the pass rush. Uh, they stopped the run, which I think is something that they often also try to do against Atlanta that Atlanta likes to do. But mm. beyond that, I didn't see much. And it was uh, – and I'm a little – you know, I think they're going to have to outscore some teams, at least in the early going. And uh, that's a tough way to win on the road. Jim almost absolved the defensive line, though. Look, I, I understand the secondary is questionable, especially mm-hmm. a cornerback. But this defense, all the money is invested in the guys up front. You, yeah. they, it's, it's predicated on those guys getting pressure. So whether you can blame it on the back or not, I mean, the, Jim, this is your defense. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't see right. – those guys, they need to be – Well, he kind of took a – Slap at the interior pass rush, and and about the about being um, conditioning the conditioning, and, and I think that was aimed. And I don't think he's concerned about it, but I think it was aimed a little bit at Fletcher. Well, uh, Fletcher didn't play the normal yeah. percentage. He played of forty four snaps, which isn't. Is, I think it was like sixty seven percent. Yeah, he's usually up around eighty. Yeah, and yeah, when I suggested uh, yesterday to him that ah, oh, they had you on a pitch count, he got. He was, he was kind of like offended. Uh, you know, I think he was joking because he knows he was on a pitch count. If you only pay forty-four snaps yeah. when you're Fletcher Cox, who last year, you remember those first two games. Right. I mean, he was on, he had well, he had to be an Iron Man in those games. But now with Jackson out, he's he's basically back to being having to be an Iron Man. Right, and he was on the injury report as well with a toe. Now he's coming off the foot surgery, yeah, and he was limited right. with a toe. And the thing with Cox is like, I mean. He he does look a little bigger mm-hmm. than he normally yeah, does. Yeah, a little girth. There. Yeah, a little little chunkier. He's not going to win the Mister Atlas. Remember so last year, he was in the best shape he was, and he yeah. had and he had yeah. his best best season. Um, so I think it may take a little while before he gets in shape. And then once we see the the yeah. what we usually see out of Fletcher, I think that's going to improve the line a little bit. But Malik Jackson, yeah, I mean this guy was supposed to free up mm. Fletcher from a bunch of double double teams, and now he's done for the year. And Malik was going to give you some flexibility in terms of what you could do on passing downs. You could put him out at end. You could mm-hmm. rush him primarily from the inside, which they have been doing a lot of with their ends with Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry and last year, obviously, with Michael Bennett. So you're not as versatile as you were previously. It almost reminds me of the Mike Wallace situation last season where they had this big deficiency, which was not having a great speed, deep ball threat. They've got this one guy who was kind of a veteran who maybe was on the downside a little bit, and he got hurt, and then they didn't have it. You know, they just didn't have that quality anymore anywhere on their team. And with Malik Jackson, you know, he got benched in Jacksonville last year. He comes in here, and, you know, he's down for that amount. It's not his fault, but he's down for the season after one game, 
and they didn't do a lot to to help their pass rush, you know, in the off season. We've talked about how they, you know, Chris Long's gone, Michael Bennett's gone. Uh, losing this guy, it really kind of puts it kind of red alert, I think, on the, on the guys that are left. Somebody's going to have to really step up big. Right, yeah. he was the guy that was supposed to offset the Bennett loss yeah. because Bennett rushed primarily from the inside, and you're like, okay, we, they didn't do as much on the edges, but now all of a sudden... Again, because I've been, we've all been hammering this. The edges to me just aren't as strong as they were last right. year. Because Vinny's just a, a third down, a third guy. Well, I mean, this is where I think. I mean, they're gonna the, the ball's at Schwartz, Schwartz's court now because, I mean, obviously Jernigan has to step up, but we got to see what how Schwartz kind of works yeah. around this. And I think what he's going to do is what he's done in the past, and that's using Vinny and mm-hmm. using Brandon Graham inside more. Now, a couple things have to happen here. One is they have to hold up. The other is somebody else has to step up outside. I mean, Deshaun Hall, right. if Deshaun Hall turns out to be, you know, w- what we saw yes. in the preseason, yes. nobody misses He'll Malik Jackson. Yeah. Right. But he uh, ain't playing. Right. <laughs> he was an active. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> but he will be kid. this week, yeah. I would guess. You would think. And, uh, although, who knows? But uh, it yeah, the the interior. Well, you can put Vinny inside. I think Vinny's better inside yeah, in nickel situations. I agree I, with that. I agree. He's a better pass rusher yeah. inside. He's kind of a three ga- a three technique guy yeah. who can get off the ball and versus right. versus guards as opposed to tackles. He does He can beat those guys. Yeah. Tackles. Pro- he is a he's a problem. I the think. problem when you have to use him inside a lot is because it's eating up his snaps. You can't use him outside as much against the run, yeah. and that's that's right. his strength outside. So, you know, you're going to yeah, have to I mean, make sacrifices. Yeah, I watch him against the run. He's very sensitive about this, and he'll get mad at you. And if he hears this podcast, he probably won't speak to me again. <laughs> but he is – they've had some historically long runs against them where he was way out of his gap. Right. He read something Discipline. wrong yeah. and went somewhere else, and there was a hole as big as Ohio sitting there mm-hmm. for a running back. And you don't want too much of that. No. No, and again – Jim's defense is about being aggressive, but not being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't do that in a lot of circumstances. And, and Vinny, while sometimes that may lead to big plays in the backfield, it could lead to big plays for the, the opposite team. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're not, look, this is a really good defensive line unit. It, it's, it's great. It's one of the best in the league. But my thing is that it, there's so much emphasis placed on what they do up front that you can't afford to have that much of a slip-off from what this yeah. defensive line mm-hmm. has previously been. And that's the concern because the back is not good. And let's talk about the rotation that they had there. It uh, ought to be better than it was last. I don't understand why it was so terrible last I Well, really Ronald Darby, for one, was clearly not back, not to, back to where yeah. he was. Yeah. And he's not the brightest football player out there. Right. And there were a couple occasions there where I thought he just he didn't get deep enough in a one zone. There's a 21-yard catch. Uh the one second deep ball that was thrown versus a blitz that Case Keenum overthrew. He hits that. We're talking about a different game. Darby should have gotten back. Mm-hmm. It was his responsibility to cover that back mm-hmm. half of the zone after Sidney Jones got beat. Now, Sidney Jones got beat. He got yeah. beat cold. And that's troublesome because this is a guy, the premise has always been with Sidney Jones, top 10 draft talent if he had been healthy. Now he's healthy, finally, two years into his career. Okay, what is he? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that play at all. I didn't see him do a whole lot else wrong, but that would have been a backbreaking. Yeah. That was the next snap after Deshaun Jackson's second touchdown 
when the Eagles had just yeah. seized the lead for the first time all day and had momentum, and that should have been a 70-some yard touchdown the other way if Case Keenum could hit his receiver. Right. And uh, I don't know, is, is Sidney Jones a real top-notch talent or not? What does it say about him? When Jim preferred to use Rasul Douglas yeah. out there for much of the uh, early part of the game, and Rasul didn't play well and at Rasool all. And Rasul did no. not play well. Well, Rasul can't run, and uh, you know we've seen this with Jim before. Fans puzzle over his love for Jalen Mills. Jim wants big, tough corners, physical corners, right. and I think he thinks the pass rush is going to get home before they get deep. Yeah. deep. But and, and Jim we have will, not seen that so much to be the case. Jim, Jim doesn't care if you, you let guys catch passes in front of you and, and as long as you limit the tackles for you know, the, the ta- yards after the catch. I mean, what he can't tolerate is, is you know, the 20-plus yard uh, catches and, and, and letting guys go after they run mm-hmm. across on you. That's yeah. why he likes Jalen Mills so much because Jalen Mills will tackle a guy. He might get beat occasionally, but mentally it never seems right. to bother him. I mean, he's a tough guy mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Well, so. And Rasul can do that as well, but Rasul certainly has liabilities and coverage, as we saw in that 69-yard yeah. touchdown. Now, that being said, I still don't like the call there. Um, and, and I don't like the, the scheme there because, again, you're not giving Russell any help right. if there's a deep post there. And you're sending the house. And then Jim, of course, later says uh, during the press conference, Tuesday, everybody wants the blitz, but no one wants to see what happens <laughs> when you don't get home with the blitz. And, hey, Jim, why don't you design a better blitz package <laughs> yeah, that's that, so that you get yeah. home? You yeah. know, I mean, like yeah. I just wonder sometimes. Again, look, I'm not. I'm not one of these Jim Schwartz haters. There's a lot of them right. in the city because I think uh, philosophically they don't like the way he plays defense. I think no, everybody a, wants Buddy Ryan's right, defense. Right, exactly. But that was 30 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Jim's a smart guy, and personnel-wise, he doesn't have maybe the horses that they're going to have on the offensive side of the ball. But in today's NFL, that's just the way it goes. You know, yeah. you got to have a stronger offense yeah. than you do a defense because the way the rules have been slain. He needs a, he for guys that are willing to blitz, on, you know, other defensive coordinators, they generally have a safety mm-hmm. that is good at it. I mean, Brian right. Dawkins was one of the best yes, ever, yes. Uh, which is why Jim Johnson wasn't afraid to blitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this team, he I mean, Malcolm, like, Malcolm's yeah, okay. Uh, oh, McLeod's not. McLeod's no. not very good. Some of their corners occasionally will get home. Now with, the, you know, the linebackers you look at, I don't, you don't see right. anybody there that's exactly that, right. that no. can blitz. And that's something you need to look at, you know, when you're acquiring players. Is yeah. you, you're going to have to do it some and find somebody you can do well, it. Well, when they're acquiring players, though, they're looking, they're, you know, Howie's probably saying, well, Jim doesn't blitz. I don't need to look at that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't need to put see, that in I high think that's priority. a problem. Yeah, yeah well, you know. exactly. We saw a lot of diamond nickel, which I think is what we're going to see, at least until Camus yeah. Hill is back. But that's, I mean, personnel-wise, I think Avante Maddox is going to be fine in the slot. He didn't have one of his better games, but I like Avante. Andrew Sandejo, and I'm not just talking about the one play there, which was bad. He got tripped up covering the tight end, Vernon Davis, and then had a poor tackle attempt. He wasn't the only one. Ronald Darby missed it, and so did uh, Ronnie McLeod. But he's not a great cover guy, and if you put him in, if you put him back there in, in center field, as they did on a certain mm-hmm. c- certain circumstances, he plays deep. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, there's a 21-yard kind of uh, hitch over the middle I mean, it was a deep dig or something like that. There was tons of space because he was, had gotten so deep because he can't. Yeah. He, he he needs some space to yeah, right. to cover himself in case a guy is going to run run long. Yeah. That's something you yeah. got to watch. I mean, I don't. How he was how he was making it seem like Andrew Sandejo was the yeah. second coming of you know. Yeah, I wondered about that when he was saying it. You know what that really meant and why he was so uh, 
because we hadn't really seen yeah. that in camp, you know, that he was some tremendous talent. But well, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see this week, especially since they're going up against a really good pass-catching tight end in Austin Hooper. And we're, we're not talking about the Falcons yet, but uh, L.J. Fort did not play a defensive snap nope. Sunday. Strictly special. Uh, and Andrew Sandeo played way more than I thought uh, because they chose to go with the three-safety package. Uh, I want to see this week if he uses Fort more, hmm. goes more with a, a more traditional uh, nickel and dime than uh, and doesn't play Sandeo as Well, the much. Falcons play a fair amount of 21 personnel, correct? They'll play they'll yeah. some two-back yeah. uh, looks there, so maybe we'll see a little more of the line. But Nate Gary right now is ahead of yeah. L.J. Ford. I don't, but in, in, in passing situations, I can't – I mean – Nate Gary's, in my book at least, is not on the same page as L.J. Fort as far as ability. Yeah, well, he was the third linebacker on Sunday. Yeah, he only played I'd... two snaps. So the Falcons, uh, the Eagles have played them three straight times over the last three years, but this is the first time they're playing them on the road in quite a while. I think it was yeah. since 2015. Mm-hmm. It was definitely during the it was chip, chip, Kelly, chip year. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they right, lost yeah. that game. Um, Jim Schwartz has done a very good job. The Eagles have won those last three games and probably more so because of the defensive work mm-hmm. of Schwartz's unit. Mm-hmm. It's been sort of let Julio get what he what he can underneath. Yeah. Right. But there's two which is still a lot. Yeah. But don't let but the other guys points. kill you. Don't let the other guys and kill you. And not let him catch a touchdown pass, right. which is uh, a, something that's haunted him throughout his career, you know, and and the Eagles have really pounded on that, you know, it's amazing uh, that he doesn't score touchdowns yeah. against the Eagles. I'm doing a column tomorrow on the la- these these last three games and why the Eagles have been able to shut down Matt Ryan. And I'm looking at the numbers, I mean, three things that jump out at you are, I mean, the th- the third and longs that the I mean the, the the Matt Ryan had very few third and shorts. Everything was third and six or more. I mean, mm-hmm. a phenom- the, and and they did not do very well on third down because of that. Uh, the Eagles also were were very good in the red zone against them. Although Julio Jones catches that pass in the in yeah. the playoffs, and and this whole uh, you know re- yeah. history is is totally different. But. Uh, and the other thing is they stopped the run, which is why they were in so many third and long situations. So and that's what they, they not only held people like Julio to uh, uh, shorter gains, but they were shutting down the run. They've always kept the, uh, Freeman in check, and you know that's if you talk to defenders this week in the locker room, right. they what do you got to do to stop them? Stop the run. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean that's kind of a cliche. Um, but true. I think especially Dan Quinn's this. a defensive guy, and he wants to run the ball, yeah. whether yeah. he should or not. <laughs> right. Well, but they don't have Tevin Coleman anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got who, new, uh, Edo Smith as their other back. Was their kind of complimentary back. But Tevin Gate was the one guy that did give the Eagles a little trouble. Yeah. But he'd get outside, uh, mm-hmm. and they would Bigger have trouble. Guy. Yeah. Um, offensively, although real quick, I do want to say that the, the Falcons' offensive line, and I think – Joe Banner mentioned this, and I have yet to read the Q&A, but um, I think that was one of the mm-hmm. matchups that he pointed out that the Eagles have an advantage in. I mean, the, the Falcons' offensive oh, line yeah. is not, and they're no, missing their center. It hasn't been. It's never one of their strengths, which is kind of odd. I mean, I think last year yep. uh, Matt Ryan was sacked 42 times, which which is quite a few for yeah. for a veteran quarterback. Uh, and they lost their, left guard, their right guard last week, the Literally, rookie first-round yeah. pick. Uh, so... That doesn't help them. But again, we you know the the, the Eagles defensive line has to do the job. Yeah, how, uh, yeah. We thought last week was going to be a huge exactly. mismatch that the Redskins had the worst offensive line ever. Now it'll be interesting to see 
you know, what last week really meant as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. Are the Redskins an awful team? If they are, then that wasn't much of a win, really, last Sunday. Maybe the Redskins aren't really that bad. You know, maybe they're going to score some points. Maybe Terry McLaurin is rookie of the year type receiver. Uh, Maybe their offensive line, you know, with Donald Penn isn't uh, isn't awful. Week one games, I think, I mean, they're so hit and miss. You can't tell a whole lot about a team from them. I think yeah. in week one, if you're if you're a football team, you just want to win and move right. on. Yes, it might not be pretty like that one wasn't defensively and offensively at times. Uh, so I think we'll we'll find out a lot more about the Eagles this week. Well, let's jump just to the other side of the ball real quick, and then and then we'll sign off. But uh, uh, Eagles offensively versus their defense. I mean, they're healthier now than they were a year ago. Obviously, a lot of those injuries, a few of them happened in the Eagles game, mm-hmm. that opening game. But as you mentioned, less and Damo was just about the first week of what it means. I, I think that's why I'm picking the Eagles to win this game because I feel like I feel like we're not going to see that bad. Uh, I think we're going to see two good halves of the of the offense. I don't think they're going to go that. You know, that was the, the Sean penalty early on. I yeah. think it was really kind of uh, slowed any early momentum that they had, and I don't think that's that's always going to happen. And then they couldn't get the ball back you know, for a, for quite a while. Exactly. Yeah. Then they couldn't get the ball back. I think their a lot of their woes on the first half had to do more again with the defensive side. Of, but uh, what are you know what are some of the matchups there? You think that the Eagles have an advantage? Um, you know, I mean, certainly offense. I mean, that's a pretty good defensive line. Um, we all know uh, Quinn's defense. It's 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 from Pete Carroll in Seattle. So there's a lot of cover three. They play basically a four three under. Well, they certainly didn't stop the run last week. So if the Eagles wanted to do that, yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah, uh, I think that's Miles not Sanders Doug's could favorite be. thing to do. But he's done it. You know, like that San Diego game yeah. a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. If he sees a huge mismatch there on the road, I think that's a good way to go. Frankly, yeah. uh, get some momentum, get some tempo and some rhythm. Well, this uh, their front seven is very fast. Uh, they're a different kind of team than Washington in that they rely more on speed and penetration than than girth and strength. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles' front offensive line deals with that. Uh, Deion as as, Jones is one of the fastest linebackers yeah, in the yeah, NFL. And, and they got their safeties back. You remember they lost them both in the mm-hmm. game last year. Keanu Neal's a nice player. Right. So And Ricardo Allen uh, is, is pretty good. Uh, I mean, a matchup that's going to be interesting to watch is Desmond Trufant uh, and, and – and, uh, uh, Deshaun, because Trufant has experience at covering him yeah. from their battles in the NFC South. When Deshaun uh, and, was in Tampa. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and if you look at Deshaun's numbers against the Falcons in those games when he was with Tampa, you know, they kind of held him in check. Yeah. Of course, he had Jameis Winston throwing him the ball. There's that, yeah. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good point. Well, let's uh, now it's time for the prediction part of the podcast. I haven't really thought of my score yet, but I'm going to put put you guys on the spot first. Damo, who are you picking this week? What's your score? Uh, what's the line? Is the Eagles are fair by like I think one and a half right yeah. now. I had you know when we did the yeah game by games in April or whenever the schedule came out, I had this as a loss. Had this as a loss before last week. After last week was going to change and go with a win, decided to stay with a loss. It's on the road. It's going to be loud down there. I just have a feeling Atlanta is a much better team than we saw last week against Minnesota. I think the score I picked in the in uh, online today uh, was uh, Falcons twenty four, Eagles twenty one. Okay. You know, I was thinking all the same things Dama was thinking, but I just don't. 
I think Doug has done a pretty good job against Dan Quinn. I know that games have been up here. I, I don't know that they're going to be that different down there. I, I wish I had some idea of, of what last week's game for the Falcons meant. A lot of weird things happen, yeah. block punts and strange goings on. But I'm kind of going to go with the Eagles until they prove to me that they're not that they can't do it. I, I like the Eagles' offense against this defense, at least from what we've seen of it so far. I'm going to go like, I don't know, 32-30 or something like that, Eagles, 32-29. Score, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably leaning in that direction too. I think the Eagles are going to cover. I think they're going to win. You homers. I th- yeah, I think 30-24, something <laughs> like that. Um, you know, six-point win maybe. I, I don't think the defense is going to be able to keep – Ryan and Julio and check. And they don't have, I mean, like, I mean, you know, love them or hate them. And Jalen Mills has given up a lot, a lot of yards he's to Julio. Well, yeah. He's done a pretty good job against uh, he Julio. He stopped him when it matters. Yeah, yeah he, he kind of knows how to defend yeah. him a little bit. And I just look at those corners and I'm just, yeah. Well, Rasul had a big pick. You remember last year in the opener, yeah. he played two snaps yeah, and intercepted a pass to Julio. Well, one was kind of, yeah. Wasn't that kind of floated to him, though, I think yeah. I remember. But no, no. I mean, Matt Ryan yeah. in these three games, I mean, Matt Ryan's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Matt Ryan in these last three games against the Eagles has a 73.1 passer yeah. rating and one touchdown pass. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. Well, uh, that'll be it for us. Uh, we'll talk to you after Sunday's game or maybe Monday. And you could say, what the hell were they thinking? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But uh, thanks for sticking with us uh, through this little bit of a hiatus uh, for the Bird's Eye View podcast. Please read all of our stuff at inquire.com slash eagles and subscribe to the Early Bird uh, newsletter if you want to kind of get an email recap of of what uh, is online and plus a little extra tidbits from uh, your uh, Mm -hmm. beat writers and plus a few other guys. And if you see us uh, riding the tram at Hartsfield Airport this uh, weekend, say hi. Okay. That's it for the Bird's Eye View Podcast. Talk to you soon.